Welcome to Ram Radio, presented to you by the Fort Smith Regional Art Museum. This podcast is dedicated to sharing the latest news in the Fort Smith art scene. Reporting to you from the beautiful downtown Fort Smith at 1601 Rogers Avenue, where we make it our priority to foster art appreciation through diverse exhibitions, educational programming, dynamic events, and cultural partnerships. Today we are interviewing Susanna Schreckheis. This year, Susanna won first place in Ram's annual invitational. Susanna, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Susanna, tell me a little bit about yourself, your career, your life. Well, I when I turned 50, I, this is sort of an interesting story, I think. <laughs> when I turned 50, I was a single mom for a long time. And when my son graduated and I turned 50, I majored in art in college and I was an artist. And then before I had my son, I was an artist. And then I sort of got all involved in that. So when I turned 50, I sort of had this epiphany of I don't start now, I'm never going to do it. <laughs> so it was sort of a midlife crisis art thing. So I started doing it full time, you know, after my son moved out. So I started doing it full time. And then I went and took a professional development class, Artist Inc., and started just working on my art full time and applying to shows. And, and it's been great. It's been like two years, two and a half years now. So you have only really been doing artwork professionally for two years now. Yes, yes. Yeah. I did lots of other creative things. I feel like artists are always putting themselves and their creativity and solving art. A lot of art is about solving problems with mediums to get the, the um, outcome you want. But as far as being a serious artist, yes. And you won first place this year in our annual invitational, The Heart of a Nation. What did you think about that? Oh, I was so thrilled. I was so thrilled because actually that piece is very special to me. For anyone who has not yet seen Susanna's piece, it is a beautiful piece and it it has pictures of money on it. And the name of the artwork is Who Belongs on Our Money? You kind of touched on this a little bit, but what exactly was the motivation behind this work? Well, I I think that the theme of the show that was perfect with the piece I was working on because it was heart of a nation. And I believe the people are the heart of the nation. And, you know, ever since the United States has been a melting pot and people came over here and there were immigrants coming over here. And and so it really, in my opinion, the United States should representative of everyone in the whole United States. And originally, when they wrote the Declaration of Independence, the Declaration of Independence has, represents everyone in the United States, women, you know, gen, all genders. I mean, we're, we're, the United States is based on freedom and people having freedom, everyone having freedom. And even though that is the sort of idea, it's taking us some time to get there. So I was really excited that my piece that represented, it has over 100 different skin tones and they're not gender specific either. So I was really excited. I thought about doing like one with all pink, but <laughs> but that but that would be only women. So yeah. I I um wanted to represent everyone. Yeah. And this piece will actually be on view in the museum until July 28th. If you have not seen it yet, please stop by and come see it because it will not be on view much longer. Speaking of being on view, I am curious if you have any of your other pieces on view anywhere else to well, the public. I have and actually, I made an altar based on the Mexican tradition of the Day of the Dead. 
about my grandmother and that's been in a traveling exhibit all around Arkansas and next week I'm going to Pine Bluff it's at the Arts and Science Center in Pine Bluff right now and next week I'm going to do a class with the art camp there of the children there and we're going to make altars representative of the Day of the Dead so I have that and what was your inspiration for the Art of the Dead artwork that you're doing right now? They were having, in Springdale at Art Center of the Ozarks, they have around the holiday, which is it's actually November 1st and 2nd, that October 31st, when we celebrate Halloween, is the eve of that. Mm-hmm. So they were having an exhibition where they asked for calls for art. And so I, after I started studying about it, I thought my grandmother you know, wasn't living anymore. I, I thought it would be really wonderful if I made an altar of my grandmother because she had 10 children. So by the time, and my mother was second to the youngest, so by the time I came around, she was sort of out of energy <laughs> and, and, and wasn't maybe as warm and loving as my other grandmother. And so that always sort of bothered me. So I thought, well, I'm gonna, make, I'm gonna really gonna learn about her life and make this altar to try to feel closer to her. And I talked to all my aunts and relatives and, and found out things I didn't know about her life. And, and I really love the way they celebrate death in Mexico they view it as the beginning of something it's the beginning of what happens after you die and they're not fearful of it and and they talk about it and so that also is appealing to me because a lot of times when somebody dies in in my community or my culture you know it's just really not talked about now with winning the annual invitational you also get your own solo exhibit here what do you think about that I'm so excited about having the solo exhibit that I won because I think the RAM is the most beautiful museum that's accessible to artists in Arkansas. <laughs> it's yeah. just absolutely gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous. We don't have anything in Northwest Arkansas that's accessible. Um, you know, we have Crystal Bridges, but that's national artists. So, right. so I'm so excited. I just think it's the RAM is such a beautiful space. And I was so excited also because I feel like the piece that won this exhibit shows that we are changing and that people in Arkansas are supportive of inclusivity and and everyone being involved. And I know that I see the different workshops or classes you're doing and you're doing a lot to be inclusive and include the whole community. Thank you. I'm really excited actually to see your upcoming exhibit what do you have in, in mind for it? Do you have a name for it or, or a theme? I don't actually, I'm still working on it and I and I don't like to talk about it before <laughs> I'm working on it. I just feel like it sort of takes some of the energy out of it. Yeah, I understand that completely. But I'll be glad to come back and talk about it when it gets closer. Okay. <laughs> the artwork that you have on display right now, it's very elaborate. Can you take me a bit through the process that you use to put it together? Yes, it is real dollar bills. And I always get the comment, that's illegal to use real money. (laughs) But I I did research it and several other artists have done it. And so first they have to be ironed to make (laughs) sure that that really, actually the ironing takes a lot of time because I wanted them to be really flat and crisp. Yeah. Then I used acid-free glue to, to glue them. And I glued them around the corners. It's two inch cradle board. And so that part is like the trickiest part. Then I primed each face on each dollar bill, and then I mixed over 100 paint colors. Because even, like, every every culture has, even if you have, like, a name like white, people that are white aren't actually white, <laughs> number one. Right. Number two, <laughs> th- there's a lot of degrees of color 
and and white people and especially if they're tanned or or whatever so so i researched a bunch of different skin tones and looked in pinterest and really tried to match and i i like copied and printed different skin tones and really tried to get the full range which i learned a lot from that you know they're but anyone who's ever done a portrait knows that even a person's face isn't all one skin tone. So, so then and then I used called diamond dust. It's actually not diamonds. It's crushed glass. So it's a little different than glitter because it is actual crushed glass. And and I thought it'd be really great if there was a little something to draw your eye to the skin tone. My first thought whenever I first saw Susanna's piece was that it was glitter, and I. Obviously, the first rule when you're working with art is do not touch it. And I wanted so badly to touch it, but I, you know, I know that I can't. And so I, I looked really closely and I realized it was glass and I was just, I was just blown away. And I, did you already get the piece? Was the glass already shattered or did you have to do yes, that yourself? Yes, yes, yes. I ordered it. It's called Diamond Dust. It's Diamond Dust. Yes, it's called Diamond Dust, but it's actually, they crush it. But okay. I'd seen it on somebody else's artwork. And so I researched to see what they actually used. It was called Diamond Dust, but I was like, is that actual diamonds? And so I researched and found out, you know, it's crushed glass. And But it's really beautiful because the glass has, you know, so many surfaces that sparkle. And did you ever hurt yourself while getting the glass painted onto the artwork? My husband did when he was moving it. <laughs> My husband did when he was moving it. I forgot to. And I'm actually, I'm making some new pieces, and I'm not going to put the, gl- the glass on the sides of the new pieces because it's really hard to move. And I actually put some little bumpers on the bottom. So if you set the piece down, you know, it would not get crushed right on the floor. And maybe I should put some gl- tape gloves to the back. <laughs> So you live in Fayetteville now. Have you lived there your whole life? or I've lived in Fayetteville for about 15 years now. And I went to the University of the Ozarks in Clarksville. And then I got married and moved to Harrison for a while, got divorced and moved back to Fayetteville. And I've been there ever since. And I'm, I'm so fortunate to be living in Fayetteville and Northwest Arkansas and you know where so much stuff is going on in Fort, for all the way from Fort Smith up to Bentonville. How did you hear about the Fort Smith Regional Art Museum living in Fayetteville? Maybe social media? Social media? Yeah, sometimes I just Google art halls in Arkansas because there are, you know, different art centers and and around Arkansas that do art halls. This was the second year I'd been in it. Yeah. Remind everybody what the first piece was uh, last year that you submitted. Oh, All Wound Up was the name of it because it looked kind of like it was about a spring that was about to break. (laughs) (laughs) And I actually won third place with that. Congratulations. Yeah, I I remembered seeing your piece, but I could not remember exactly what place you had won. And I really appreciate this museum, you know, having that exhibit every year and having something that's accessible to local artists because I know you show a lot of national artists as well. Speaking of that, I noticed that the year for your artwork is 2018. Did you make that with anything specific in mind, your artwork, Who Belongs on Our Money? Well, I have a friend that I've been friends with for a long time that's Hispanic. And throughout our lifetime of me knowing him, I've known him the whole time we've lived here. He's, you know, told me about the treatment of of people of color and Hispanic people. And so I thought about it and thought how, you know, how can I make a beautiful piece of art that's representative of that? And I've talked with them a lot about inequality and the way his children get treated in school. And still, I mean, I 
didn't think that still went on today, but still. So as we talked and talked, and I thought about the imbalance of power, and our money has, you know, all of our money has have white men on them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's not representational right. of everyone. And whether we like it or not, people who have money have power, and people who are represented on money have power, and who are represented in the media or anywhere have power. So the thought came to me, what if our money, you know, something we use every day and look at every day was actually representative of the whole United States. Often people don't want to see like something ugly. How can I really make something beautiful? That's why I use the crushed glass and why I sort of made it glamorous and used all the pretty different skin tones because I really wanted it to be something people were attracted to. And then they would kind of go, oh, I've never thought about that. You know, we only have white people on money, mm-hmm. white men on money. And I mean, something I don't like to think about and talk about is the people who have money have more power. And, you know, money is floating around all the time in our society. I mean, we use money all the time. And how left out people must feel who are not white men. <laughs> you know, how, and so I really, until I really started thinking about it, it's just sort of something I've accepted. You know, I've, I've accepted my whole life. And, you know, as I was thinking about the class differential and, and people, Although it's illegal to discriminate now, there's still subtle discrimination that goes on. And when they first wrote the Declaration of Independence, it said freedom for all, and it was supposed to represent all people, but the Declaration of Independence originally was written by white men, and so they had the conclusion that the Declaration of Independence was written for white men to have freedom and power and pursue happiness. That was just their sort of mindset, and as time has, has gone on, we view that as representing of all people and all races, and so so much has happened since then, and, and we view it as representation of all, but there are subtle things in our society that don't reflect that, money being one of them. <laughs> You have a lecture coming up. Do we have a date set for that yet? We don't. It's going to be sometime in November in 2020. And the the exhibit and the opening of this exhibit, the reception is October 15th, 2020. What is your lecture going to be about? Well, something I don't think is that interesting, but <laughs> people I found out people think is very interesting is the process in making the art. Mm-hmm. Because when I'm involved in the process myself, I'm I'm just like thinking, oh, I want to make something beautiful. I mean, I, mean, I love the process. But I'm always thinking about the end piece and how it would look in a gallery or a wall. But what I found out, especially this time around, as opposed to when I was an artist after college, is on social media and Instagram, people are really interested in the process artists go through and how they actually make something. Like you asked me about the glass and and how I actually made that piece. So I think I'm going to talk about that. And I'm also working on a new series of fiber art that is representative of a medium for women that women have been doing using fibers and crocheting and knitting and and embroidery, you know, out of necessity for a long time. And now it's more a luxury to get to do that. But it's, it's not a medium that has been respected in art as a true medium. So I'm really excited about the fiber work and making something really beautiful from something that, you know, was traditionally women. You've mentioned traditional artwork done by women. Are there any other artists that have inspired you or have inspired your work? Well, there's, there's an artist She's not super well known, but another great thing about Instagram is you get to see tons of <laughs> artists. And I and I love like having all this different art in my feed. And her name is Amanda Valdez, and she uses quilting, mm-hmm. quilting, and she combines quilting and painting on a canvas and some oil stick, and it's really beautiful. She has inspired me, and also the pronounce this right, Bauhaus, the Bauhaus women who traditionally did a lot of weaving. Mm-hmm. 
um, with fibers, although my work is in crochet. They did all these beautiful, beautiful, beautiful designs and color studies with fibers and weaving. And in the beginning, they wouldn't even let them use the paint, you know. And so as a result, we have, you know, this history full of women that have done this, that have done these beautiful, beautiful design and color studies and table, you know, they use them tablecloths, placemats, draperies, but they're actually respected now as fine art. And and you had the quilt here. Yeah. Yeah, you had the quilt here, the African-American. Oh, that was one of my favorite exhibits here. And the artwork that you have on display here is mixed media. Is that the media that you typically stick with or do you have others that you like to practice as well? I consider that collage. I do like to do collages because I think there's a lot of images in our everyday life that can be changed a little bit to to make me see things differently. I also do wood sculpture from walnut. I just got a bunch of new sycamore and walnut and maple wood. And then I just, I had a little accident, so I couldn't do my sculptures for a while um, with my arm because it's like I have to use a nail gun and and saws and stuff. So I I could start crocheting in bed. And so then then after I did that, I started studying, you know, about the color studies the, the women did in the Bauhaus movement. And it really inspired me. So I've started doing that and I don't just for me personally I like to do stuff where I'm moving a lot and crochet is moving your hands a lot as opposed to painting it's like you're involved with the painting but it's a much more slower process mm-hmm. and in blending it I, I really like sort of the fast process of, of crocheting and making something really beautiful and sort of using intuition because I when I'm doing these new fiber pieces I'm not they look so different up close than they do from like 10 feet away so it's sort of I'm, I'm constantly discovering things as I'm working on this and and discovering colors I studied a lot about Annie Albers husband Joseph Albers so he has a book about studying color so also when I was in bed I thought I'll I'll, I'll start reading this and and experimenting with color I started reading Joseph when I was in bed and it, that's kind of what he and he has a lot of exercises to do with paint or pieces of paper but because I was in bed, I needed something a little cleaner. So, and I've always crocheted, and crocheting actually helped me also with my hands after the accident, with the hand to get movement and to get blood flowing in in it. And so, I was reading this book and crocheting off and on because I had to be in bed, and I was like, why don't I do these color studies in crochet? <laughs> because the the way crochet works is, you know, you're you're really melding the colors together when you start a new color you know it actually almost becomes part of the other you know the edge becomes part of the other color because of the way the crochet stitches meld into the other ones one thing I do really try to do is focus on beauty and positivity especially if it's sort of a hard subject like discrimination so I guess one of the things I'd like to say about my my painting is it is it's inclusive instead of talking about exclusivity how it, <laughs> I feel like my painting is inclusive of every gender and race and and or religion. I mean, it, it's it's meant to include everyone. It's okay. meant to include everyone and be inclusive of everyone. Well, wrapping up here, Susanna, I just want to ask you one last question. When people view your artwork here on display, what do you want them to get out of it? When I do feel strongly about an issue, I like to express it in a loving, kind beautiful supportive way focusing on the positive so what what I would like to say about my artwork instead of talking about people being excluded I would like to 
hope that people, when people look at it, they they feel, oh, I want to include everyone. Everyone, all these skin tones are so beautiful, and they look so beautiful together. And and you know, they're all highlighted with the same diamond dust, and and sort of glamorous and and beauty, and how you know great that is, and how beautiful it is, and and even in an audience of people, you know, seeing seeing if you're up on stage and you're seeing like all these skin tones how beautiful it is and how when they're all together and to me that represents you inclusivity and and people getting along and learning about each other every time I do a piece of artwork um, I actually do a lot of research and I actually end up learning so much and I can never really communicate all of that in my artwork that I feel like I learned and and it makes me really excited and and to know that other people are doing this as well, are doing artwork and, and focus on, on inclusivity. How long did it take you to do all of the research as well as the artwork? Well, I ha- the, the show that was originally in was planned for about nine months ahead of time. So in that nine months, I, I did, not every day, but every week, I I would, you know, look for something new and, and think. And I mean, a lot of my time, a lot of the time that I put into my artwork is not just you know applying the materials it's it's researching to you but thankfully it's always something I'm interested in so it doesn't feel like work right yeah if you really like it is it really even work (laughs) do you have a website I do have a website it's susannashrekheis.art okay and I have Instagram it's susannashrekheis studios yeah, I'd love for you to come follow me on Instagram. I'm just sort of, because I'm a little bit older, <laughs> I'm just sort of getting to Instagram late. <laughs> but it's a really great platform for people who can go and just sort of get a glance at the art and, and my life. Yeah. Well, Susanna, thank you so much for coming out today. Thank you very much. And thank you so much for having the RAM in, in this community and supporting local artists. Well, listeners, thank you for taking the time to tune in today. If you would like to learn more about Susanna and her work, you can check out her Instagram at Susanna Shrekheis Studios or her website at SusannaShrekheis.art. Be sure to also keep your eye on our website, fsram.org, for more news about her upcoming solo exhibit and her lecture, which will be going on here at RAM in late 2020. This is Melissa, Marketing Coordinator at the Fort Smith Regional Art Museum, signing off.